Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Welcome back to another episode of You Made Me Watch. I am Mike Bobbitt, as always, with my wife, Allison Bobbitt. And this week, Allison, you made me watch Cruel Intentions. I did. An adaptation of Les Liaisons Dangerous, uh, written by Pierre Chaudelier de la Crosse. Did which you was, French? Which was adapted uh, into Dangerous Liaisons, starring Jean Malkovich and uh, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Um, Pfeiffer, Glenn Close, okay, Uma Thurman, and Keanu Reeves. But this is not that movie. This is this Cruel, Cruel Intentions, Intentions, starring is... Ryan Philippe. Oh my God! Please stop. Sarah Michelle <laughs> Gellar. Uh huh. Selma Blair. Selma Blair. And Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Spoozy Courts. Can you stop? And Tara. Reed. Tara Reed's in one scene. I know, but her name was in the opening credits. They are. So yeah. is Joshua Jackson's. Yeah. And he's only in like two scenes. Which aren't problematic at all. <laughs> what? You don't think this movie um, is problematic at all, do and you? Sean Patrick Thomas is also in the movie. He is. So tell me, what are your thoughts on the movie? Well, first of all, <laughs> what do you think my thoughts are? I remember when this came out, it was 99, I think. Came out in 99, yes. Okay. So it came out in 99. I was in high school, which additionally, these actors are also playing like seven, like 14 to 17 year olds, just right. FYI, even though they're clearly all in their mid to late 20s. <laughs> um, I thought this was a very sexy movie and it was very cool and sassy on the rewatch i have not watched this probably since i was in my 20s and holy shit is this movie fucked up it is so problematic it's incredibly predatory literally all (laughs) all they do is gaslight people it's really gross it's really gross it's really really gross so you did not enjoy it on the rewatch? no i didn't oh I was watching it and I was like, this movie's fucked up. This aged very poorly. Okay. Um, And that's kind of how I feel like you thought, is that you were like, oh, this is terrible. This is really terrible. I love this. Are you fucking serious? I am. Oh my God. It was so trashy. It it is incredibly trashy. I mean, it's about, because all the actors, like Selma Blair is my age. 
Yes, but she's playing a 14-year-old right. in this movie. Yeah. I, you know, she's like 27 when this is... Was she 27? Yeah. She's my age. She's born in 72. Oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I was like, why does she always play special needs? And that was when you were like, she's playing a 14-year-old. And I was like... Wait, what? Because yes. I thought this was all people getting ready to go to college. No. But yeah, so that, yeah. No, the school that they go to that they're getting ready school, to go yeah. to is a prep school. That's a high school. Yeah. So, um, y- y- yeah, it's uh, icky. But I loved the soap opera campiness of it. It is an adaptation taking just enough parts of the source material. The source material is about uh, French noble people who the woman wants the guy to uh, ruin the reputation of the girl that the guy that she was with has left her for. And that's about where the similarities and there's like an additional love triangle in, you know, the, the original source material. But, uh, I thought the acting in this was phenomenal. Ryan Philippe plays the sleaziest guy, yes. but he owns it so well. He does. And Sarah Michelle Gellar just makes your skin crawl that they're step siblings that are like way into each other. And yeah. it's like, so it's not really incest, but it's kind of like it's, it's still icky. icky. Yeah. And they just own how icky it is yeah like they know they're gross and they know that they're bad people and the chemistry between reese witherspoon and ryan philippe because they were dating in real life this is the movie where they met actually okay they met on this movie and this is where they actually did fall in love and they got married and they had kids Mm -hmm. and uh they have really good chemistry they do i will say the acting in this is really good like and Sarah the story Michelle is Geller. good too. Like there are so many different things happening that and all these people are just awful and no nothing good happens to anyone Mm-mm. in this movie. All the awful people are punished. Yeah. And uh Sean Patrick Thomas, by the way, I think this is kind of a neat coincidence. You know how when we watched Romeo and Juliet, I was talking about the tragedy of Macbeth being uh-huh. pretty good. He's actually in it. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. So uh, um, I thought he was really good he as was the really music good. teacher. Yeah. I liked the acting in this. Um, a lot of the dialogue is just very cringy for me these days where not and not even necessarily that they're being shitty to each other, but it's just like the style that it's written in is is very 1999. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, teen movie. So it's meh. But they everyone is really good in it. Like when it opens on like a pretty cool aerial shot that and you know 1999 so this is all done practically aerial shot that tracks mm-hmm. down into ryan Philippe's car yeah along with placebo playing as the music the opening music yeah i was like damn this soundtrack is banging mm-hmm. and like sure enough every song on this i was like man that's, that's a fucking killer song soundtrack is is really good yeah there were a couple of songs that i shazammed because i was like oh i really like this song i don't know if it's because i hated romeo and juliet so much or (laughs) what or the fact because i really like the band placebo a Mm -hmm. lot or the fact that it opened with the placebo song that i was like yeah you know Mm -hmm. but right out of the gate i was like i think i'm gonna fucking like this movie and i did 
I thought it was funny, and this is no way a diss on him. You know, even though he has done creepy things, you know, we're still friends with him. I realized how much our mutual friend, Zach Stein, molded his entire persona around fucking Ryan Philippe <laughs> in this movie. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I, a- and by that, I mean largely his stage persona, which in no way is just an amplification. Oh I, I mean, they're one and the same, yeah, but yeah. 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 I like Zach. But I like Zach too. Yeah. He's a good guy. I uh but yeah, the whole time I think at one point in time during the movie I said to you, Is that Zach Stein? <laughs> yes. I don't know. I I still feel very mixed about the movie, like having watched it again as an adult. I can see if watching it one way feeling like it was something completely different and then seeing it now through adult eyes makes you go like yeah about your first interpretation of it but yeah i think maybe that's what it is is that when i first watched it i was like "Ooh, this is like a fun sexy movie and i i remember really really liking it and then here on the rewatch i'm just like uh this isn't how i remember and it's kind of not as fun as I remember mm-hmm. it's I mean there's still a lot about it that's like pretty funny like one of the things <laughs> one of the things that I like that Ryan Phillippe does is he has this aunt that um Reese Witherspoon's character Annette is staying with mm-hmm. and so he's played like, by Louise Fletcher yes. from uh One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and um so she's horseback riding with Annette and they're like coming back up to the house and they hear like a gun going off because um Ryan Phillippe is shooting clay pigeons. And she's like, oh, my nephew must be here. So they're like walking up. And she's like, oh, hey, sweetie. And he like rolls his eyes like, oh, fuck me. And then he turns around. He's like, auntie, I'm, it's so good to see you. And he runs up to her like big smile and like hugs her. And mm-hmm. that kind of stuff that he would do, I thought was actually pretty funny where he would just have these shifts in person and, you know, in how he acts around people right um where you can just tell it's a show he's really really good in this he cry, has to cry a few times he's and he's awesome really good. in this like he's really good in it i don't know why ryan Phillippe largely flew under my radar aside from mcgruber i think but he man got, i really enjoy him a lot he's a he's a really really stunning actor i think he got written off a little bit because he was considered like a teen star mm-hmm. uh, and he um, had, you know, like a few movies that didn't do so great. Like he had one that he followed up, you know, like a lot of his teen movies with that just didn't do amazing, which is fair. You know, like that's. But he normal. also did critically acclaimed stuff like 54 and Gosford Park and Crash. Crash yeah, I think. um so he okay. did this movie Antitrust that I saw and I actually thought it was really good. It came out in 2001. So this was kind of one of his follow-ups to Cruel Intentions, which I think was like peak, like people were in love with Ryan Phillippe. Yeah. Um, but as a teen star, you know what I mean? Like as a teen star, they were in love with him. Yeah. I so think he, he was ended trying up to... falling into that uh, like action movie, yeah. direct-to-video kind of thing a little but bit. But I think he has since kind of found a good footing yeah like in- he has a great sense of humor he was on an episode uh a couple episodes i believe of brooklyn 99 mm-hmm. and you know he's and he's in the new mcgruber series he and- is in the new mcgruber series he was really funny in mcgruber and then he's also in um 
a really there's a show that everybody's been telling me to watch i think it's called like big sky or something like that oh okay um that he's re- supposed to be really really good in cool. like i think he's just kind of i think maybe people wrote him off a little bit because of the whole teen star thing and because reese witherspoon became such a mega star right her star just like kept rising and she became you know like a list everything so it was yeah. kind of he just got a little bit overshadowed but i definitely feel like he's coming into his own now and very much like showing what an amazing actor he is because you can see early on how good he is i like when they show the character court reynolds i thought like oh the poor man's jerry o'connell it's jerry o'connell's brother charlie O'Connell. i was gonna say i'm like isn't it one of the o'connells that's so yeah. funny there's like so many little details in this that i just loved so much like sarah michelle geller is insanely two-faced in this and mm-hmm. she speaks vietnamese but um, there's like a scene later where she knocks something on the floor and blames it on the Vietnamese um, uh, yeah. maid. And just the look that the maid gives her just like. Where she's oh, just smiling the, yeah. at her like, okay, yeah, I know what right. this is. I guess we're doing this thing. Yeah. You know, like. Oh. like she knows she's not in any real trouble. She's just, you know, getting yeah. yelled at in front of other people. So Sarah Michelle Geller is mostly a blonde. Yeah. And they dyed her hair dark. For this role. Honestly, I never thought I would say this, but I think that was one of the smartest things that they did Mm -hmm. was to make her look more like a vixen and more um, just bring more darkness into her overall appearance. I didn't think I would notice it so much. Like, it's just a hair color. But on the rewatch, I was like, man, it is really good that they dyed her hair brown because she really seems a lot more sinister. And I think... Also, people were probably able to separate her from Buffy Yeah, in doing that, that they were able to see her as a real villain. So I think she, that was one thing that they did because um, she is also very good in this. You know, mm. she's she's a, she's a terrible person in this. Oh, they're monstrous. That is one of the things that I liked. And Selma Blair is so she's 14 <laughs> But 20, 27 playing 14. Oh, yeah. And is actually really funny in this. Like, I love Selma Blair's face whenever she has to be like, oh, because whenever she's like, oh, oh, because she has such an expressive face. Yeah. And I think it really works as far as trying to make her look more childlike. Whenever she has to be like, oh, my God, she's just really funny with her expressions and, and I stuff guess like that. Because of all of the adult scenes that our character has when they were auditioning people, they were asking each of them, like, well, how old are you? So when she went in for the audition, they were like, OK, how old are you? She's like, how old are you? <laughs> and they were like, OK, yeah, she's perfect. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> um, Joshua Jackson is in this for two scenes he, bleach blonde they bleached his hair literally just for this movie because joshua jackson was like my my movie star crush in high school okay so of course i remember reading like every article i could get my hands on and every like teen magazine i could find with him in it and uh they were commenting on his hair being bleached and he's like i will never do that again it hurts so bad Aww. because his hair's naturally, you know, like a medium to dark brown. And yeah, they, they, it hurts to get your hair bleached. You know who my, uh, my school boy crush was when I was a kid? Who? Jessica Tandy. Are you serious? From Cocoon. 
Because I'm an old man. I'm old. Okay. You know, she's, um, she's a foxy thing. Okay, thing. so Joshua Jackson is in this. He plays, like, the gay drug dealer. Like, literally, that's what he is. He's, like, you know, obviously one of the students at the prep school. But, yeah, gay drug dealer who's hooking up with, like, the captain of the football team who's a secret gay or whatever. Played by Eric Mabius. Yes. I still actually am sort of impressed that they included a gay character in a film like this back in the 90s. Like, that they acknowledged that, like, just the fact that they acknowledged, like, gay youth was... I, I am still sort of glad that they did that. I mean, he's not... He's not a good person, but no one in this movie is. I like that they didn't make him stereotypical like you know he's a thuggy drug dealer who happens to be gay who happens to be gay yeah i mean he does and he doesn't really do like an affectation with his voice or anything like that i I think he does a good job of playing gay without being offensive okay in in my opinion Mm -hmm. um but again you know like he's still like everyone in this movie, he's a bad person. So yeah, you know the ending of this movie so took me by surprise. <gasps> I'm so glad movie. I didn't know anything about it. Because I will it, say, I still love the ending. I think it's fucking awesome. Yeah, it does have a great ending. I guess maybe we should do like a quick synopsis of what exactly this movie is. Ryan Philippe and Sarah Michelle Geller are step siblings. Uh, guy dumped her. For like this goody two-shoe virgin. For Selma Blair. She wants to ruin Selma Blair's reputation to make the guy who dumped her look like an idiot. Ryan Phillippe, on the other hand, is just bored with banging all these different girls. Right. So So he bets Sarah Michelle Gellar that he can nail this save herself until she gets married daughter of the new dean. Headmaster. Headmaster. If he can't then his cool car goes to Sarah Michelle Geller. Mm-hmm. But if he can, Sarah Michelle Geller will sleep with him. Her brother. And um Stepbrother. Stepbrother. But still ew. Yeah. It's not too hard to tarnish Selma Blair's reputation because she's very young. Very young and naive and, and they're you know, trying to give her like a sexual awakening so that she'll yeah. get a bad reputation. Yeah. So part of that is that Ryan Phillippe has sex with her. Yeah. So that she gets her virginity out of the way, I guess, Mm -hmm. for lack of a better phrase. And he ends up falling for Reese Witherspoon. Yes. Legit. Legit falls for her. And Selma Blair's music teacher is actually in love with her, and she's in love with him, Ronald. Um, But he's also sleeping with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Kind of. He, Yeah. They hooked up a few times. But- um, so when Ronald finds out that Ryan Phillippe has slept with Cecile, Selma Blair's character, he's like, oh, I'm going to go beat his ass. Ryan Phillippe does succeed in having sex with Reese Witherspoon because he does actually fall in love with her. Yeah. I don't know. He ends up breaking up with her because Sarah Michelle Gellar is very manipulative and makes him think like, you're not in love. Like, you're stupid. She doesn't, right. you know. Oh, and he's been keeping a journal of all of his exploits. Yes. Like, that's his big thing, is he literally has every detail of every escapade, everything. It's it's his journal. He decides, you know, after he realizes that he has messed up with Annette, 
to give her the journal so that he she can know everything about him and that maybe you know they'll be able to be together Mm -hmm. so while he's walking back from waiting up for her all night after he's given her the journal he runs into ronald they get into a fight reese witherspoon is like oh my god no she tries to pull ronald off of ryan Phillippe. she gets pushed into traffic ryan Phillippe pushes her out of the way at the last minute gets hit by a cab and dies yeah holy Which shit everybody was like whoa, 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 what so he dies so now the school year is starting and sarah michelle geller and reese witherspoon run into each other in the bathroom and they're just like being pleasant you know but like real phony pleasant and then sarah michelle geller is addressing the school because she's the student body president so she's like doing this speech and um People keep kind of running in and out, whispering, and she's like, what the hell is going on? And she goes outside and she realizes that someone has made copies of Ryan Phillippe's journal for the entire student body, and it reveals what a bad person she is and that she has a huge coke problem. And Mm. (laughs) you just watch her face change as she realizes that, like, oh, it's all over. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Her reputation is over. And over the top of it, bittersweet symphony is playing and it's the fucking best and then it's just an aerial shot of reese witherspoon driving off (laughs) in ryan Phillippe's car and just what great bookends though for this movie Mm -hmm. like starting and ending with aerial shots of that of that car i mean honestly this movie's a really solid movie Um, it's a really trashy solid movie uh, fair okay it is a very trashy solid movie i do i this is one of still my favorite endings of all time of any movie because you're just like holy shit (laughs) like it doesn't go any way that you think it's going to and all the bad people get theirs yeah i legit like this well i'm glad that you liked it i'm still really grossed out at some of the i mean i know that it's part of his character is that he says gross things to girls and like like one of the things i remember he says to cecile like he gets her drunk and then he's like cecile i just want to kiss you and she's like okay and he's like not there and she's like oh well i don't know about that and he's like cecile a promise is a promise and i'm just like ew it's just like i hate that kind of that's gross but does that stuff actually work because i've never been that guy i don't know i mean i i've had it said to me before that kind of shit where it's like but you said you would or you know like come on you know or i've had that kind of stuff said to me it doesn't work necessarily i'm sure maybe it does for uh, you know for some people but it's it's still it made me cringe because i'm just like like i took me back to being in a dirty basement in college and having some guy be like "Mm." I would be upset by all that if this was a celebration of that kind of behavior, but this is definitely You're right. a takedown of that behavior. Yeah, I mean, that it doesn't get even you though anywhere. he is kind of redeemed or whatever. He still dies. He still dies. He still gets hit by a fucking cab and dies in the street. Yeah, he does get to say tell Annette that he loves her. <laughs> Because she's obviously right there. He gets hit by a cab and he goes flying. And she's like, holy shit. So she runs over and he's like, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. Just hold on. And, you know, he fucking dies. But yeah. So one of the things that Sarah Michelle Geller has on her, she has this giant crucifix that she wears, like rosary crucifix that she wears. And um, 
she screws the top of it off and it, it actually holds Coke and it has a little Coke spoon or whatever. So when the diary is, or when the journal is given out to everybody, she's holding it in her hand and the headmaster walks up and like picks up her hand and it's like wrapped around her wrist and he opens it and just dumps out the Coke and you just see her face being like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like everybody finds out. It's a pretty cool ending. Yeah. I I will say there were some good mo- moments, but there's still some stuff where I'm just like, that did not age well. Okay. Um, well, either way, I am glad that you made me watch it. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I'm actually yeah. surprised, pleasantly surprised that you good. had a good time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, if you want to let us know what you thought of Cruel Intentions, let us know in our Facebook group mm-hmm. and follow us online on Instagram. And if you are feeling generous, leave us a nice comment. Wherever you listen to your podcasts. Absolutely. Until next week, then. Allison, thank you again. You're welcome. Bye. 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 Bye.